When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we're here with Tiger Shanks. So first of all, let's talk about the bye week and, and your health. Um, you know, I, I kind of watch pretty closely to see who's uh, dinged up. You okay? You're doing pretty well? Yeah, I'm doing great, honestly. Um, from this point last season, I definitely feel like I have my body back way more. Um, like Coach Odom was saying, the bye week couldn't have came at a better time, I think, for our program. So, yeah, I feel ready to go for sure. So this is a real interesting uh, timing for the bye week because you come off a rivalry game against Hawaii. You guys were all fired up. By the way, did you make it down to the trophy? when the? Because I saw a shot on social media where the whole team's running down. Were you in that mass that was trying to run down to the trophy after so. the game? I think so, yeah. They were running to go get it. I think I caught them on the way back. <laughs> okay. What does that game mean to you? What does the Hawaii game mean to you? It uh, means a lot, honestly, because we have so many um, of guys from the islands on our team, you know, just and coaches too. Um, Coach Logo, I mean, obviously, it, he gave a speech, I remember, at the beginning of the week, um, Hawaii week, and that that really fired us up. He was he wanted that trophy bad. Okay. So. What kind of motivational speaker is Coach Logo? Is he a guy who's cussing a bunch, or do you go into the history, or what's the deal? He went into the history yeah. more, I would say, uh, but he definitely got a little bit fired up. Yeah. You know, just, you know, I want that trophy. I want that pineapple. Um, it means a lot to the guys from the islands, you can tell. So Tiger Shanks is with us. So you got a, a roster here of like 50 plus new players. Um, you got a lot of holdovers. You're one of the holdovers. You've been in a bunch of these games against Reno. Um, I'm sure the coaches have talked about the importance of this and the rivalry. Um, are there players who've, who've stepped up to tell the new guys like the, like the Hawaii game meant a lot. This one is mean and nasty and it means a lot. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, like you said, the older guys, Trig, just – kind of really informing everyone like because I mean even our coaching staff doesn't really know the magnitude of this rivalry so just informing guys you know letting them know this is a big time game I don't care you know how much favored we are you can't take them lightly because everyone knows rivalry games are just different you know they're just different so just a lot of intensity when it comes to that. Well, for you, what is what is the Nevada game? What does the UNR game mean? What are your memories of the game, um, and what do you see in terms of like the the aggressiveness and kind of chippiness on the field in the past? So this is my third time playing against Reno in my career here, and yeah, it's a gritty rivalry. 
It really is. I mean, I remember the first time we played them, it was my redshirt freshman year, and we got blown out at their place. So that really left a bad taste in my mouth. Like it was that like really put a lit a fire for the next year, you know, and even the next year was it was still a hard fought game, you know, really gritty game back and forth to the end. Um, we had our Doug go down early and a lot of adversity struck. So, I mean, I'm just excited for this next one, you know, next opportunity to go beat Reno. Well, you, can ask for. you guys have won three or five in the rivalry. You haven't been part of all five, but yeah. um, often the story is one team is a little bit down and the other team is doing well. And now it's kind of reversed a little bit here. So uh, you talked about staying focused. I mean, this this is this is a massive game for them. They got this long winless streak. I'm sure their coach is feeling it. Um, again, kind of you know telling the the guys on the team like they they could rise up and play their best game of the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just watching film on their team, they've had a tough schedule the first six games, first five games. So it's like their record isn't really indicative of how good I think they actually are. You know, their their film is better than what their record says, um, which I think is a message that we're trying to get across to everyone. Like, you can't take them lightly. This is a huge game for us, just as much as it is for them. It's a huge game for us. So just keep grinding, keep practicing hard. That's what – What's been the message, I think, this week? Tiger Shanks is with us. So you mentioned watching film, right? So when you're watching film of you guys, Jalen St. John just came back to more duty. I think he had 29 snaps at left tackle, and Anton Ambule had 41. So obviously during the game, you're on the opposite side. You're not breaking down what the left yeah. tackle is doing. But what do you see on film with Jalen that you know originally had him slated to be a starter? Um, His run game and his experience, I think, is uh, the two biggest things that – he brings to the table. Um, he's really good uh, with his pad level. His hands are really good. So I think just getting him back into getting game reps, getting him, you know, back to full speed has been uh, been really good. And it's just improved our O-line, you know. Just keeping that competition, I feel like, um, even when the season's going, like, you know, who's the starting five? Who's it going to be? You know, there's always question marks, and I think that just – overall raises everyone's level of like competitiveness and just like you know no one's complacent which i like are you surprised how much or how well anton did in stepping up in that spot i'm not surprised at all because i've seen the work that um anton's been putting in we put in a lot of work over the summer um working on his set working on his hands and i'm just happy for him that he's been able to go and you know prove what he can do on the field for sure how good can uh, austin boyd be down the road or now he's playing, but how, you know. Good. Very good. He's he's probably one of the smartest freshmen that I've ever had come in, like just on straight football knowledge, how to play O-line. He's, he's got it up here for sure. So that's Smarter exciting. than you were? <laughs> that's a good question. I'll give it to him. I'll yeah. give it to him. Yeah, he came in knowing a lot of stuff. I was like, wow, you know that already? So – yeah, so, that's credit to him. Uh, Tiger Tanks is with us, right tackle for UNLV. Tell me what Vance Weiss is like, because uh, you know, obviously you've been through a couple offensive line coaches. What is he like as a coach? He's a gritty coach, gritty, gritty coach. He wants us, he wants us to have an attitude. You know, that's the main thing that Coach Weiss, before any of the technique, what plays we're putting in, who we're gonna have starting. He's like, this O line, we're gonna have an attitude, 
and that's what we bring to the table. And I, I think we've done a pretty good job of adopting his coaching style and and putting it on the field. You know, like we're we're the aggressors. We want to punch first. You know, I thought one of the great stories in fall camp was Marcus Miller. Now he hasn't had a chance to play because he got dinged up at the yeah. end of camp. But yeah. to me, that's it's kind of one of the cool stories about when you have a coaching staff change, a lot of guys on the team can be like, oh, crap, now, now I'm screwed. Instead, he took the opposite approach and has now made himself into a guy who can be in that rotation of eight offensive linemen. Yeah, that's a huge, huge credit to Marcus because I just remember last year, he wasn't really even in the rotation of like that starting six or seven guys, you know, and then he's worked his way into being in the top six, seven guys, and especially with how Coach Vice uh, likes to rotate um, this is the first time I've ever been a part of an O-line that rotates this much. So I think it's it's really encouraging, you know, because a lot of the time I feel like when you get into the season, you have your starting five, right? And then everyone kind of just takes a back seat. But we still have a competition, you know? Everyone's still trying to get to the starting spot, which I think is – it makes us just – a lot better overall, I think. That's pretty crazy. I was looking back. Uh, I just have depth charts all over the house. I saw one this morning from uh, the Hawaii game two years ago, and I started looking at the backups. And there was a little competition at left tackle, but the backups, not that they were bad guys, but I just don't remember them ever playing or ever having a chance Never, to play. Yeah, so yeah. how proud are you of building a foundation now where, you know, in, in terms of your eligibility, you're going to have depth. And then moving forward, it looks like the line's going to have depth. And it's also a lot bigger than it used to be. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Just having the number of guys, it allows us to do what we want to do at practice, which is really nice, you know. We always have enough scouts. We always have enough people giving a look for us. And then just the competition that it creates, you know, like everyone's trying to get better. And we're shrinking the gap between our worst guy and our best guy. And you can tell, you know, we're all looking like we got – eight or nine guys that can play, you know, which is huge. You want to build on this, the scout team thing? Because, you know, Arroyo had talked about it last year that sometimes there weren't fours. You know, there weren't even threes. How big is that now in terms of, you know, prepping with good intense practices where you know the fours can come in and still, you know, kind of bust chops and make it work? That is that has probably been the main thing that I think um, when I think of why we've had early success, I think it's because of the scout team look. I've never gotten a better scout team look than we have, and just being able to rotate the scout team guys, you know, like, so they're fresh. They're not just taking 100 million reps every single practice. Like, we get the fresh, and they're going hard, you know, so that's exactly what we need. This may sound goofy, but for the layman, how much does it matter to the right tackle when you're potentially going back and forth with a lefty quarterback and a, and a righty quarterback? I mean, all, you know, you're blindside and not blindside at times. It doesn't matter at all to me. Um, I never am like, oh, Doug's in. I should protect better, you know. In my mind, I'm like, I need to protect good regardless. Right. So it doesn't change anything to me. All right, a couple of years ago, we'll close on this. We had talked about you getting a little trimmer, you know, in better shape, and part of it was the diet here. Um, but I think you had also talked about cooking and the line getting together every <laughs> once in a while. You guys still have that kind of – camaraderie or some of you guys hanging out is there a chef in the group has someone new emerged definitely definitely still cooking together still going out to eat um a lot of us go out to eat all the time i think that's our main go-to when we do get together to cook um i think graham keating is probably that guy that's going to be the chef um we used to have a guy on our team named uh oxman david oxman he was the chef of the group from, really from 
previous O-line, but now I think Graham has stepped into that role or Anton, you know. All right. They do a lot of barbecue and grilling. What are their specialties? Uh, really just that. I mean, we get on their barbecue and yeah. grill up steaks, burgers, hot dogs, all that sort of stuff. Nothing too crazy, you know. Uh, when you go out, who's the who's the most voracious eater? Who's the, who's the guy that can put down the most? <laughs> uh, I would say probably Big Trig. Big Trig got yeah. a big appetite for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so now he's Big Trig. He's been Uncle Trig this Uncle year as a veteran. Big Trig. So we didn't know that. Now he's the biggest eater on the line. <laughs> yes, sir. Something to be proud of, All right, Tiger?